Hallelujah. Okay, so we start a new series. We're going um, through the book of Enoch. Uh, again, 2022 version. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so we're going to jump right in uh, after a brief word about the camp. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, uh, Oftentimes you'll see as we go through this, I, I will be, you know, uh, you know, bringing the canon into in, into um, into the text, or not the text, but using the canon to support the text, you know, because uh, the canon is our measuring stick, you know, in both Hebrew as well as Greek, the word canon speaks to a measuring stick, and so that's how that's what we're um, we're gonna do. We're gonna put everything against our measuring stick. And make sure we're measuring correctly. Amen. Amen. All right. So, chapter one, verse one, and it reads The words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. So, first of all, before I'm going any further, I just want to let everybody know because it's a lot of different. Um, translations of Enoch out there. This is our age, Charles. All right. Um, last year, I thought it was our age, Charles, but it turned out to be something else. Uh, but this is our age, Charles. All right. So, all right. So, let's see what Enoch's talking about. First of all, these are some words of blessing of Enoch. So, he's given us a blessing. Hallelujah. You know, and it says, wherewith he blessed the elect. So he's, he, this blessing is for the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation when all the wicked and godless are to be removed. So he's speaking about, he's, he's, given, he's given a blessing, you know, in the form of a message to those who will be living in the end times. What do you know? We're living in the end times. You know, could this be for us? Could this have been written way back when for a group such as us? That's pretty awesome right there. Amen. You know, uh, yeah, so um, he says the elect. What is what is this word elect is barkir in the in the Hebrew and it's electos in the Greek. And in both languages, it speaks to the chosen um, or select, you know, which uh, are synonyms in and of themselves, right? All right, so speaking about those who are chosen of Elohim, but not just chosen in and of itself. They have to be chosen, you know, of Elohim as well as, um, and he's also speaking to the righteous, you know, um, who will be living. So speaking to the chosen as well as the righteous. And y'all willing, we all fall in one of these categories. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, and if you know you're a happy heathen and you don't fall in one of these categories, yeah. get in one of these categories. Yeah. You know, uh, because I tell you for surety, there has never been a people that has lived on the planet um, up until this time that is closer to the end time prophecies than us. Amen? Amen. Can you concur to that? Yes. 
you know, and tomorrow we'll be that much closer. Amen. So we need to understand these things, you know. So first he's talking about, he said, who'll be living in the day of tribulation. So in the end times, you know, what he's implying is that, you know, in the end times, you know, um, before all the wicked and godless are to be removed, there will be tribulation. And, you know, so does our canon support that? It absolutely does. Let me have my first reader read Matthew Yahoo 24, 29 through 31. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun, shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And then shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He shall send his angels with great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, God is going to come back, you know, after the tribulation of those days. Did you catch that? Yeah. After the tribulation of those days, God is going to come back. You know, and they'll see the Son of Man coming in clouds. A lot of people teach something different. But, you know, you can read it for yourself. It says he's coming back after the tribulation, right? right. Yeah. And it says he should send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they should gather all his elect. Hey, that's the same group that Enoch is talking about. Amen? Amen. You know, his elect are his righteous ones, you know? And there are other righteous outside of his elect, but all his elect are righteous. You know, now let us consider Titus 1 1. It's, it's a Paul, a servant of Elohim and an apostle of Yahushua Mashiach, according, according to the faith of Elohim's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. You know, so. Here it is, Paul, apostle of Yahshua, you know, according to the faith of Elohim's elect. And this is actually speaking about Yahshua right here because he is the elect one, you know, um, and there are other elect as well, but he is the elect of the elect, if you would. Amen. Amen. You know, now uh, I wanted to point out that Elohim's elect acknowledges truth but there's different types of truth you know you have you have truth which is after godliness and you have truth which is not after godliness you know you know for instance you know if you follow yahshua you know you'll be following a truth that's after godliness but if you follow the wicked one you know, even though some of the things he may say be true, may may be of may be of truth, you know, you're not following after godliness if you're following after him. Right. Amen. You know, and so it's gonna it's gonna lead you somewhere you don't want to go. Mm. You know, uh, you know, but just saying that to say that you know truth can come out of different areas in your life. You know, 
And we want ours to be after God's ears. Right. You know, and that's real, that's real, that's real important. All right, so let us uh, consider verses two through six. My next reader, please. And he took up his parable and said, Enoch, a righteous man, whose eyes were opened by Elohim, saw the vision of the Holy One in the heavens, which the angels showed me, and from them I heard everything, and from them I understood as I saw, but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. Concerning the elect, I said, and took up my parable concerning them, the Holy Great One will come forth from his dwelling, and the eternal Elohim will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai, and appear from his camp, and appear in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens. And all shall be smitten with fear, and the watchers will quake, shall quake, and great fear and trembling shall seize them unto the ends of the earth, and the high mountains shall be shaken, and the hills shall be made low, and shall melt like wax before the flame. All right, so we go back to um, verse one. We, we find that, you know, these are the words of the blessing of Enoch, wherewith he blessed the elect and righteous who will be living in the day of tribulation. So he's speaking to some these people of the end times, right? Yes. You know, now, and he's, done, he's giving them a blessing, you know, in, in his words. Now, uh, we just went over, just read through uh, verses two through six, you know, uh, what is the nature of this blessing that he's given us? Parable. Parable, absolutely. The nature of this blessing that he's given us, this blessing is in the form of a message, and this message is in the form of a parable. Hence, verse 2 tells us, and he took up his parable and said, you know, so... He gave us a message, but the message to us is in a parable. Now I want you to I want you to, to really consider that. Because this parable isn't doesn't exactly read like a parable. Say lot. You know. Reads like scripture. Hmm. You know, but he tells the people who may see it before us. That it's not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. And it's concerning the elect. Again, he reiterates that. And he took up his parable concerning them. And then he starts. He says, the holy great one will come forth from his dwelling. And the eternal Elohim will tread upon the earth, even on Mount Sinai. And he appeared from his camp and appeared in the strength of his might from the heaven of heavens. You know, and he speaks about fear um, and trembling being on, on all them, uh, all the people of the earth. And he speaks about the high mountains uh, being, uh, shall be shaken and the high hills shall be made low, you know, and they're gonna melt like wax before the flame. You know, now, you know, I, I, okay, I, that, that sounds like a parable, right? Um, it was, uh, but what I want, want you to know is Mount Sinai 
in the mountains and hills, you know, um, parabolically speaking, you know, or symbolically speaking, you know, speak to the worldly kingdom of, of Elohim, you know, um, even those who are lovers of themselves and lovers of the world, you know, and, you know, we have a, a, a scriptural depiction of how, you know, uh, mountains speaks to the kingdom of Elohim. Uh, there's a beautiful example in Daniel chapter two, you know, where it speaks of um, the stone that was cut out of the, out of the um, rock um, without hands and became a essentially a kingdom that will rule over the whole earth. And of course, it was talking about the kingdom of Elohim and that stone was talking about Yahshua, the, um, you know, which became a stumbling, a rock of stumbling or stone of stumbling, you know, to those who was adverse to his real way and purposes. Amen? Amen. You know, so, you know, uh, I want you to, to understand that Mount Sinai and the mountains and the hills, you know, speak to the royal kingdom of Elohim. Sinai means thorny, you know, and, you know, scripture teaches that, you know, the thorns are likened to the cares of this world. You know, Yahshua teaches that, teaches us that in one of his parables, you know, the thorns are likened to the cares of this world. And so you have a, a kingdom of Elohim. You have a picture of a kingdom of Elohim who are concerned about the cares of this world, who are lovers of themselves and lovers of the world. <clears throat> you know, this is whom Yah is coming to tread upon. You know, um, to tread upon something isn't a good thing. That means you're putting it underfoot. Amen. You know, just like you tread out the wine press. You know, you tread the grapes. You tread the olives. You know, if you are a grape or an olive, you don't want to see the treader coming. Amen. You know, uh, so I want you to I want you to get the picture here because you know, this is what Enoch is doing. He's painting us a picture, you know, with his parable. You know, and he's letting us know, hey, one day, you know, during your time, you, you guys that's in this, that's in um, the last, the last days, you know, God is coming. He's coming from his dwelling and he will tread upon those that are in his kingdom who are concerned with the cares of this world. You know, and I want you to know that like Mount Sinai is here. His kingdom, there's a kingdom of people who claim Yah, but are concerned with the cares of this world and not the things of Elohim. These are the people that he's coming to tread upon. You know, this likewise, you know, are the high mountains and the high hills. You know, you have, you have, you have, uh, you know, these places all around the world, all around the world, you know, may have started with Mount Sinai, but it certainly didn't end there. You know, all around the world, you have, have these places that claim to be, you know, part of Yah's kingdom yet they're not concerning themselves with Yah. They're concerning themselves with themselves 
and with the cares of this world. Mm. You know, this is very easy to see in, in many other ministries that exist in our day and time. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about, you know, what they have and what they can what they can um, help you get through Yah if you just if you just uh sow into their ministry. Say mm -hmm. lie. You know, but that's not how it's supposed to be, right? You know, and these folks are doing a lot of damage. Yeah. And this is why, you know, Yah is gonna come and tread upon them. Mm -hmm. We just got finished with, with um, Peter. Peter was telling us that, you know, that Yah's wrath begins with his church, right? Right. You know, this is what Enoch is talking about. Right. Now, something that um, that aligns with this is Judith um, 16, 15 says, For the mountains shall be moved from their foundations with the waters. The rocks shall melt as wax at thy presence, yet thou art merciful to them that fear thee. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Sound very, very um, similar to um, what Enoch said, right? right? You know, still talking about the mountains, you know, um, they're being moved, they're being moved from their foundations. And so what this is speaking about is, again, it's talking about the kingdom of Elohim that's not, that's not um, established upon Yah, you know, their kingdoms of there's a kingdom of Elohim that's just in name only. Hmm. You know, it's not established upon Yah's will, ways, and purposes. And hence they're being moved from their foundations because they 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 say they're established. They say that that their foundation is Yah. So they're going to be moved from their foundation because Yah is not their foundation. He hmm. would he would no longer, you know, allow them to use his name in vain. Right. They will be moved. Right. Amen. Amen. You know, and it speaks about the rocks um, shall melt as wax at his presence. The rock speaks to these to these um, um, pagan gods that they that they that they don't put up, you know, um, uh, you know, such as. Ah, don't want to go here, but I'm going to go here. You know, um, it's going to sound, you know, offensive to some folks, but such as Jesus. You know, um, and the and the character that that is purported of him, right? You know, because it's so far removed from what Scripture teaches. Right. You know, they teach that you know this God Jesus came and died for your sins and done everything for you. So that you don't have to do anything. All you have to do is believe. It's a free gift. All you have to do is just confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, you're saved. And once saved, always saved. So you can go about your merry way. Eat, drink, and be merry. You know, do whatever you like. You're covered. You know, just be sure that you repent every time you, you know, you say you repent every time you, you do the same thing wrong. Take note, I said every time you do the same thing wrong. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you just, you know, keep doing the same thing wrong, just keep repenting. You know, no problem, right? 
You know, this is heresy. And this is a mountain because there are millions of people who believe that, even though scripture does not teach that. Amen? Amen. But these are the mountains that shall be moved. And these are the foundations that's, that, that's going to be destroyed. You know, they're using Yah's name, but they're not going to get that. They're not going to have that luxury, you know, in the end. They're going to be moved from their foundations. They're going to be disassociated with Yah. You know, so you can trust and believe that. Also, let us consider Sarah, um, chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. It says, behold, the heaven and the heavens of heavens, the deep and the earth and all that therein, uh, and all that therein is, shall be moved when he visits. Mm -hmm. So doesn't it, does this not agree with what Enoch is saying? You know, the mountains also and foundations of the earth be shaken with trembling when Yahuwah looketh upon them. Just what Enoch is saying, right? You know, so I want, you know, because some, some people, you know, they have a problem with the book of Enoch. I don't have a problem with the book of Enoch. I have, you know, I have a problem with the wicked. You know, I have a problem with folks who don't want to adhere to scripture, folks who, who want to say but not do. That's what I have a problem with. You know, um, you know, if, if you if anyone really took a look at Enoch and really, you know, took a look at in new scripture, they can see scripture all through it. Right. You know, it's as if scripture is quoting it. Say lie. You know, so Again, it's talking about the mountains being removed, you know, um, and same thing is, uh, is what Enoch is saying, you know, earth being shaken, you know, when Yahuwah come, when he look upon them, you know, and also let us consider 2 Timothy 3, uh, 1 through 7, because it speaks to those of us of the last days, you know, so very, very, very well may be speaking to us, right, you know. It says, this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Right. You know, hello, mountains and hills. Right. Covetous boasters, hmm. proud blasphemers, the proud blasphemers disobedient to parents, hmm. unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, Mm -hmm. Truth breakers, false accusers, mm -hmm. incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Mm -hmm. Why you gotta hate on the on, on us because we do good? Why you gotta despise the folks that's trying to do right? Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of Elohim. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, and this is this is the key. See, you know, and, and this, you know, I want you to know that. That Apostle Paul is talking about believers here. Yeah. We're talking about believers. We're talking about people that's supposed to be in the kingdom yeah. of Elohim. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's lovers of themselves. They're lovers of pleasures more than lovers of Elohim. But these are supposed to be Elohim's people. Mm -hmm. You understand? Yeah. These are those mountains and those hills 
these are communities of people that say that they worship Yah. You know, it goes on to say in verse five, having a form of godliness. See, these are these are people who are religious. These are people who are trying supposed to be serving El Elohim. Hence, they have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof mm. from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, mm. led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Boy, have I seen that come to pass. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, if that's any any um, signal or sign that we're in the last time, we're definitely here. Right. You know, we're definitely here. You know, if that's any indication. You know, but I'm here to tell you. I'm here to try to expose something to you. I'm here to let you know that there's these mountains and these hills. You know, and these mountains and hills, you can look at them as churches, if you would. You know, and... They're all over the place, just like mountains and hills are all over the globe. You know, mountains and hills are high places. Right. This is this is what you read about all through the Old Testament about these high places mm -hmm. where they worship yep. pagan gods. Yes. You know, they're doing the exact same thing. These high places, you know, except for they're saying that they're founded on Yah. They're saying if they're founded on the L that we serve. Only difference is they don't want to serve him. Right. They don't walk in, they don't want to walk in his will, way, and purposes. They want to do what they want to do to enrich themselves, but just do it off of his name. Right. You understand? Yes. See, these are the mountains and the hills that Enoch is talking about. And it all stemmed from Mount Sinai. It all stemmed from, you know, y'all coming to the earth and everybody, okay, we heard about that. We on board. We're going to follow him, you know, but we're going to do it our way. Mm. Right. See, and the reason Mount Sinai is referenced is because, you know, what came from Mount Sinai? What was that? The commandments. Absolutely. And that's also where um, the Yahudim got their authority to make their own commandments. Was from that from that era, from that time. You understand? You know, and that is what got everybody off track, and that's why Yahshua came to put them back on yep. track. But they still many of them that's off track because they refuse to accept Yahshua. Yep. Yep. Amen? Amen. But now you have those who have accepted Yahshua. Mm. Them fell, fell for the okie doke mm -hmm. because those who didn't accept Yahshua infiltrated the kingdom of Elohim yeah. that Yahshua came to establish. Right. Everybody still with me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so y'all knew this was going to happen. Oh yeah. You know, his Enoch is is prophesying about it way before it came to pass. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, and. And so 2 Timothy is telling us about these type of people. They have a form of godliness. You know, they have a form of godliness. And this is what get people fooled. Because they have a form of godliness. You know, 
but they lead, but they they lead people astray. They lead, you know, they lead captive women laden with sins, led away with their diverse lusts. If they weren't laden with sins, then they may have they may have a chance to uh, uh, to to get away from, them. you know. But they use their own lustful desires to trip them up, mm. you know. Well, yeah, you know, you you want to you, you you know. Look at me, I, I got my own private jet. Right. You know, Look, you can have your own private jet too, you know? See, but what you sow is what you reap. So you have to sow. If you want a jet, you got to sow a jet. Well, if I had a jet, I would <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know I, I, maybe I wouldn't need to do all that. Anyway, you know, <laughs> ever learning. And never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Yes. You know, and this is just so true. It, it really is. It's just so true. You know, I, I, I think of my dear aunt. My dear aunt. She went to church all, I, you know, from, from forever, for, for ever since I can remember. You know, and I'll never forget. I was just so, so taken aback, you know, um, when my mom started getting into the truth. You know, and she was sharing with, with, with my aunt, you know, who had been going to church faithfully, you know, um, you know, uh, for, you know, at that time, like 40 years, 30, 40 years, what, what happened. She had never read a book of the Bible, let alone read the Bible. She never even read a book. I don't even think she had ever even read, a, um, read, read a, a paragraph. You know, because the, because the the uh, Catholicism, you know, taught that you didn't have to read the word; that it wasn't for you to read. It was just it was for them to you know to to um, interpret for you. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. You can you can you can have it. You can you know, it's good that you have a Bible. Just don't open it. You know, and that's what most people did. That's what most people did back then. You know. And you know, and even 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 my parents, I, I remember my dad brought this really nice, this really nice Bible. I think we had one around here, um, the big white ones. Yeah, you know, uh I, I'm sure everybody remember those things, right? You know, yeah, he brought it, but he never once opened it. No one did. You know, no one. No one was was trying to trying to open it and read it. You know, uh, no, my dad could read. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, my mom and dad could read, but uh, but they they just didn't. You know, uh, and it was um, yeah. It, it, I just think back, and it's like you know, how sad is that? Someone been going to church for fifty years. And they know absolutely nothing about the word. Nothing, nothing about the word. You know, they're going going in. That in, in the, um, she's attending mass. You know, and they're speaking in another language. You know, they're speaking in Latin. She doesn't even understand what's being said. You know, and you know, she's just going through these rituals. You know, um, you know, uh, I'm like, why every time you get up, you put your finger up? What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I'm like, really? Uh, you know, and then, you know, before you sit down, you know, I'm like, what's all that about? You know, uh, yeah. Anyway, my point is, there's many that have a form of godliness, you know, but just because they have a form of godliness, you know, don't mean you should follow them. You know, you want to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, and the truth is that you have to do as Yah done. Uh, let us consider uh, Matthew Yahoo 13, 37 through 39, because it helps, helps us to understand, you know, how this artist came to be. You know, so um, let me have my next reader read Matthew Yahoo 13, 37 through 39, as well as Jude. One, uh, one, three through six, please. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. The evil, the enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the, are the angels. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exalt you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our Elohim into lasciviousness and denying the only Adonai Elohim and our Adonai Yahshua Messiah, Mahushua Messiah, um, will therefore put you in remembrance through ye once knew is how that the Adonai having saved the people out of the land of, of Mizraim afterward destroying destroyed them that believed not and the angels which kept not their first estate but let but left after but left their own habitation he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Hallelujah. All right. So what I'm trying to show you here is how this came about. You know, um, in Matthew 13, of course, this is the parable of the um, wheat and the tares. You know, and so here it is. We're being told that. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, and, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. So you need to know that, you know, with, he's talking about in the kingdom. Yeah. You know, that's important to know because, yeah. you know, Enoch is talking about the mountains and the hills, you know, and, and uh, as aforementioned, that speaks to the kingdom of Elohim, you know, um, but the, the part of the kingdom of Elohim that, that is, that is following um, that are lovers of themselves and lovers of this world. Amen. You know, those, those mountains and hills of the kingdom of Elohim, the worldwide kingdom of Elohim will be 
shaken and moved off their foundation. You know, they're going to be shaken and moved off of Yah. Amen. Yeah. You know, and so those of us who are steadfast in his will, way, and purposes, you can shake as you will. We're not going to be moved. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, nothing's going to separate us from Yah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, um, what I want you to see here is that you have both of these seeds in within the kingdom of Elohim. You know, now I was speaking with someone um, about this just just um, just earlier, you know, but in the parable uh, of the seed that was that was sown in the in the uh, by the wayside and in the stony ground and amongst thorns and thistles and that which was sown in, in, in good good ground that produced 30, 60 and 100 fold within that parable, you know, we learned that. The seed is the word of Elohim, mm -hmm. you know, and so if Yahshua um, sowed the good seed, he sowed the word of Elohim. Amen. Amen. You know, and he sowed it into the hearts of men, you know, and if the enemy, he if he sowed his seed, you know, in the same field, mm -hmm. you know, i.e. within the same hearts of men, right. you know, then what is his seed? His seed is his word. Right. Amen? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have a picture of the word of Elohim within the hearts of men and the words of Satan within the hearts of men. And those words, you know, those seeds or words, they sprout forth and they bring forth wheat if they're good, but they bring forth tares if they're bad. Amen? You know, and so here it is. You have the kingdom of Elohim, but you have some good and some bad that's in the kingdom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you see this narrative over and over again with the sheep and the goats that's right. going to be separated in the end. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the wheat and the tares that's going to be separated in the end. You know, so, you know, this concept is, is repeated, you know, um, uh, a number of times in scripture. You know, so I'm trying to get you to see this because that's what scripture is trying to get you to see and this is what enoch is trying to bless us with you know so that we can know that look these things are certain you know yah is coming back right you know and when he come back these these this mount sinai and these these high mountains and these hills are with they will be made low yeah. amen yeah. you know no, no matter how exalted they are now you know no matter you know how exhausted they are. They can have, you know, a congregation of 10,000, you know, nevertheless, they will be brought low. Yes. Amen. Yes. You know, so this is what, what Enoch wants you, uh, is trying to get across, you know, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just uh, bolstering it, you know, and trying to magnify it so you can see some of the details, you know, and so here it is. We see the same thing here in Jude. Jude, you know, he says, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith. But not, see, there was a problem even way back then, you know, that, that Jude recognized. There was a problem. So much so 
that he felt it was needful for him to write and exhort, you know, that one could earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. So what does that tell us? That tells us that there's another faith that had begun to be propagated that was not originally delivered unto the saints. Can you see that? Yes. You know, and unfortunately, that other faith is what grew up into these, these high mountains and hills. He goes on in verse four, he says, for there are certain men crept in unawares. Here we go again, that mixing, amen? You know, the, um, the, the good, the bad in the midst of the good. You know, this, this is, this is how, this is how, uh, this is how it goes. This is how it goes. It goes like this, you know, this is by design, you know, um, so we might as well get used to it, right? We're going to have, you know, we're going to, you know, no matter what fellowship you go to, no, what assembly, what church, what synagogue, um, so on and so forth, you're going to have some heathens next yeah. to you. You're going to have some 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 folks that's in the kingdom that's not of the kingdom. Right, right. Amen. Yeah. You know, and, you know, that's just a part of it. So you, we just have to learn to accept that, you know, and we need to do as Jude say and earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That's what we want. We want the same faith that the original apostles right. had, you know, because they learned it from Yahshua. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, and it got them martyred. Right. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind being martyred. Right. You know, yeah. for y'all, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't be fun, you know, but that's not why I want it. You know, I want it because I know it's pleasing in, in, in Yah's eyes. And I want to please him. You know, I want to please him. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, whatever comes in the afterlife, that's just, that's just icing on the cake. You know, uh, so here it is. We're told that some certain men crept in unawares. You know, now let's jump down to verse six. It says, you know, um, it speaks about the angels which kept not their first mm -hmm. estate, but left their own habitation. So this is what happened, you know, and this is what Jude is doing. He's he's likening he's likening that incident to what is going on in the kingdom of Elohim. You know, so he's saying just as the angels left their first estate, left the heavens and came down to the earth. And intermingle with the with the um, people of Earth, which they weren't supposed to do. The same thing is happening in the kingdom of Elohim. You have those who are the seed of Satan, seed of the wicked one, mixing with the believers in the kingdom of Elohim, which they're not supposed to. You know, but you know they've infiltrated the kingdom of Elohim. You know, hence they crept in unawares. They infiltrated the kingdom of Elohim and they're causing trouble. So much so that one has to now earnestly contend for the faith which was delivered unto the saints. I pray that you can see this. I pray that you can see that, you know, they did the same thing that the devil did. They came in and they sold 
the seed of these tares all over the place. These tares are these false doctrines that they bring bring across, you know, that chokes off the um, the uh, faith that, that was once delivered to the saints. You know, and, you know, they're, they're much, much more popular because, you know, they have the world. They have all the material possessions and they have... They have all, all the, uh, you know, the folks following them. You know, I don't know if you, if you um, noticed the, uh, the contrast with, with Yah's people and the world's people, but you know, Israel was the smallest of nations, not the largest. Said he chose them because they were the smallest. So, you know, I want you to look at that so that you can see a, uh, an accurate contrast of the number of people of the most high and the number of people of, of Satan. It's way more of them yes. than there are of Yah's people, mm. Yah's true believers. Yes. Amen? Amen. You know, but when everybody got on sheep's clothing, it's hard to tell, <laughs> tell one from the other. You know what I mean? You know, but just to, um, you know, to, to validate what I'm saying even further, let us consider Revelations 2, 9 and 3.9. 2.9 says, I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Yahudim and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Mm -hmm. And also, um, uh, Revelations 3.9, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan which say they are Yahudim and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. You know, so again, Satan has infiltrated the kingdom of Elohim, you know, and they're passing themselves off as believers. You know, these are the ones that we have to be concerned with. You know, the, um, the synagogue of Satan that calls themselves the synagogue of Satan, we don't got to be worried about them. Right. We know where they stand, yeah. right? right? You know, okay, y'all stay over there. We stay over here, right. you know, but those who, who say that they confess Yah, because that's what a true Yahudim is, is, is one that confesses Yah. Those who say they confess Yah, those who say that they worship and praise Yah, you know, but really are the synagogue of Satan, those are the ones that's dangerous, right. amen? Man. Those are the ones that's dangerous, you know, and um, Kephas or Peter, he spoke about this, uh, about them too, you know, um, 2 Peter 2, 1 through 3, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, and even denying the Adonai that brought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. See, you have to understand you have to understand that these false teachers have infiltrated the kingdom of Elohim. They're passing out these false doctrines like they candy, you know, and they and they look good and they taste good and they make people feel good. And so, you know, people think that they're following Yah, but they're not. They think that they're worshiping Yah, but they're not. You know, and it's it's the hardest thing to get across to um, people that you're not righteous unless you're doing righteously. How can that be, how can that be difficult? How can you possibly think that you're righteous and you know you do wrong? Right. 
You know, it's, 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 it's some kind of Jedi mind trick or something. <laughs> you know you do wrong, but yet you insist you saved? That don't compute. You know, and even when scripture says those who do righteously, those who are righteous are those who do righteously. You know, you have to do the works. No, you're not saved by them, but you are judged by them. Right. You know, and that's something that's important to, to understand. You know, um, verse two, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And that is exactly what we sign today. The way of truth is spoken evil of. People get mad and they speak evil of you because you just tell them to do what the book say. Right. You just tell them, just, hey, he said it, why not do it? And they get upset, why? You know, I always tell people, you can never get in trouble for doing what y'all said do. You know, even if it's so-called done away, you can always say what well, y'all, you said do it. How can he, how can he, um, how can he persecute you or reprimand you too harsh, you know, if he actually said it? You know, just put yourself in the, in the parents' um, shoes. You know, if you, if you have a child, and you told him, you know, to go to the store, and then he went to the store, you know, and you got mad at him, you know. But you told me to go. You got to be able to see, see, see through this stuff, you know. Um, verse three, and through covetousness, so they will feigned words make merchandise of you. And this is exactly what they do. You go to some of these churches, they pass the plate. You know, um, more than they talk about the word. Right. You know, they pass the plate more more times than they use verses out of the scripture. You know, they take one or two um, um, scriptures and they talk about it for an hour, but they pass the plate five, six times. You can't see that they making merchandise of you? Whose judgment now of a long time linger of not and their damnation slumber of not. You know, I want you to I want you to um, to understand what they've done. They've taken the focus off the work of Yahshua and put it on the person of Yahshua. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to talk about you know who Yahshua was. You know, he's the King of Kings. He's the El of Elohim. You know, and they want to talk about you know you know um, you know who he was. You know, he's the son of David. You know, and but they. They want to just erase his work. They want to, they don't want to talk about his work. It used to be all about his work. The reason he came, why he came, why he had to come to redeem you, why he had to buy you back. And now that he brought you, you say you your own. No, you his. Yeah, he came to set the captives free, but you're not free to do what you want to do. You're free to choose whom you shall follow. You can stay with your old taskmaster, or you can go with the new one. Yahshua said, come follow me. Go with me. 
My yoke is easy. My burden is light. You know, come on with me. You know, I done paid for you, but you get you get to choose. You can stay with your master if you like. Or you can allow me to be your master. I choose you. You know, they taking the focus off his work and put it on his person. Get back to his work. Why did he come? What was he trying to accomplish? You know, because everything he said was concerning the kingdom, but no one talks about the kingdom. From the word go, it was about the kingdom. There's nowhere where he says, I'm your king, you know, come follow me. Nowhere. All through his ministry, he spoke about the kingdom of Elohim. The kingdom of heaven. And he taught on the kingdom of heaven. You know, he didn't teach on himself. But no one wants to get into the, his work and what he was coming to do and what he was proclaiming and what he was trying to bring about, bring about, you know, what was coming forth from his lips. You know, they've They've changed it. They've changed the gospel. They made the they don't they don't made the gospel all about Yahshua and not about his work. But the gospel was repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. It wasn't repent for the king is at hand. Even though he was, that wasn't that wasn't it. It was repent for his kingdom is at hand. Enoch one seven. And the earth shall, rent a, uh, shall be rent asunder, and all that is upon the earth shall perish. And there shall be a judgment upon all, including the righteous. You know, so there's a judgment coming, y'all. Right. There's a judgment coming. And he's going to judge great and small. There's a judgment coming. Second uh, Corinthians says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Mashiach that everyone may receive the things done in his body. Everyone may receive the things done in his body. Not what you believe, but the things done in his body. According to that, he have done, whether it be bad, good or bad. You know, this is what we're just off of. We're just off of our works, you know. Also consider Revelations 20, 11 through 13. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Elohim. And the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were just out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. If you have no works, no good works, you're in trouble. Because you have works. Everyone has works. Yes, that's right. They're either good or bad. And if you're not doing the will way, walking in the will way and purpose of Elohim, then all your works are going to be bad. So you're going to come out on the wrong end of that judgment. Not good. You don't want that to be you. You know, also consider Luke 12, 47 and 48. It says, and that servant, which knew his Adonai's will, 
and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. This is the servant. This is, these are his people. This is people in the kingdom. You know, yeah, just because you make it in doesn't mean you're not going to get, you're going to get a just reward, whether it's good or bad. You're going to have to be judged for the things that you've done, whether they be good or bad. You've got to understand this because every day we do stuff. Every day we do stuff. Is it your stuff or is it the world stuff? Because one day you're going to be judged based upon that stuff you did or the stuff that you're doing. You know, verse 48, but he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever, for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required and to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more so whether you whether you um know or you don't know you can say well i didn't know y'all's will you're still in trouble right you can say well i you know what you know i knew it i was gonna get around to it mm -hmm. you, you you know you you know my intent was good y'all you, you know my heart yeah you know you're about to get some stripes mm -hmm. You know, well, yeah, you know, I didn't know. Yeah, I know you didn't know. So I'm not going to beat you too bad. But you just, you still going to get beat. Because you had an opportunity mm -hmm. to know. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Also, consider Matthew Yahoo 12, 36 and 37. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So not only are you going to be judged by your works, you're going to be judged by your words. Mm -hmm. Every idle word. For by thy words, thou shalt be justified, and by thy words, thou shalt be condemned. That's why we have to guard our lips. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Let me have my next reader read Revelation 19, 11 through 16. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he sat, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doubt judge and make war. His eyes were as, as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of Elohim. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horse, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, and that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierce, fierceness and wrath of Almighty Elohim. And he have he haveth on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, so Yahshua, even as Enoch told us in verse one, Yahshua is coming back. Yep. Yes. He is coming back. 
you know, and he will tread upon um, the uh, he will tread upon those those wicked mountains and hills, you know, that's in his kingdom, you know, as well as those of the world. You know, he's going to tread them down and his wine press, you know, and he's going to pour out the fierceness and the wrath of almighty Elohim. You do not want to be on the other end of that foot. Amen. Amen. And verse 8 says, uh, Enoch 1, 8, but with, with the righteous, he will make peace. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, so even though he's going to, you know, uh, with those that's wicked, they're going to get it. They're going to get it good. But with the righteous, he will make peace and will protect the elect and, and mercy shall be upon them. And they shall uh, all belong to Elohim and they shall be prospered and they shall be blessed and he will help them all and light shall appear unto them. And he will make peace with them. You know, that light shall appear to them. That understanding, that wisdom, understanding and knowledge shall appear unto them. They're going to they're going to have the wisdom. They're going to have the understanding and the knowledge, you know, um, that comes from on high, you know, and they will have peace. Verse 9 says, and behold, he cometh with ten thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to destroy all the ungodly. That's what we just read about when Yahshua come back. He has his army with him. You know, he's going to take care of business. You know, he's going uh, and he's coming to destroy all the ungodly and to convict all flesh of all the works of their ungodliness, which they have ungodly committed. You know, again, even. Enoch is telling you he's going to judge you by your works. Right. And of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. So Enoch is also bearing witness that every idle word that come out of your mouth, you're going to have to give an account for. Mm -hmm. Can you see these things are coming straight out of Enoch? Yeah. You know, and they found throughout scripture. Could that mean Enoch is scripture? <laughs> Maybe. Um, you be the judge. First Thessalonians 3 13. To, to the end, he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before Elohim, even our Father at the coming of our Adonai Yahushua Mashiach with all his saints. Again, bearing witness that he's coming with his army. Um, and then we have Daniel 7, 9, and 10. You know, I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set and the books were open. We're all going to have to go before the judgment. We're all going to be judged. We're going to be judged on the things we do and the things we say. So watch what you do and watch what you say. That's all I have for you today. Prayer is a blessing.